What's up, everyone? This is episode number 57 of the Wax Museum podcast, where I talk about all things basketball cards from past to present to future. This is your host, Kyle. And I want to start off today by reminding everyone that this podcast is a proud member of the Bench Clear Media Network. So please go check us out on social media. We've got a lot of good stuff for you, be it in podcast form, be it YouTube videos. Uh, make sure to give the network a follow. And then as always, you guys can find me throughout the week on social media. My Instagram is at Wax Museum Podcast. My Twitter is at Wax Museum PC. Well, um, I don't know everyone's job situation specifically, but um, I know that I've had kind of a stressful week. And um, throughout that process, I'm not, or, or in saying that, I guess, I'm not trying to make my situation any worse than anyone else's. The fact of the matter is that all of our lives have changed drastically, especially in these last couple of weeks. So let's just see if we can take this time together and take a deep breath. And of course, don't breathe on someone else. We need to still social distance. But um, let's remember why we're all taking part in this podcast. We enjoy the hobby. Um, and we are all in this together. Um, I was reading a post that a friend wrote up this week, and, and she said something to the effect of, we're all in this together, we're just not all in the same boat. And um, that stuck with me for a little bit. I, I know that I have listeners from all walks of life. So I, don't, I know that uh, no one's situation is exactly the same. I talked about the history of cards not long ago, and I said that nothing happens in a vacuum. Well, that goes for life outside of the hobby as well. And now that we are several weeks into this self-isolation period, and it's sinking in for a lot of people that we have to make the best of these times. Let's face it, being stuck inside all the time can really wear on a person. But like it or not, that's the situation that we find ourselves in. And I want to take some time today to um, really just step back and explore what this could mean for the hobby. And I'm not looking to make this a gloom and doom kind of thing. Like I said, we're going to try and breathe and we're going to try and relax. I want to set the tone early here. Um, instead, I hope that you leave feeling better and more informed about what we're facing. And if anything, I hope this podcast gives you some encouragement as we head into the weekend. Um, no, I'm not going to make any sort of predictions about the market. You know, if you're here for that, I'm sorry. You guys know that's really not my thing. Um, the only thing I do want to say real quick, though, um, regards the potential of a stimulus check, I've already seen articles and posts about what cards people should invest this money in. Don't count your chickens before they hatch. Please, please, please be careful. I'm not saying that to be critical of the people that are making those uh, or making that content. Um, I'm saying that for your sake as the consumer and the person that acts on it. Please be careful. Think about it. If this hobby is an escape for you and you somehow dig yourself into a hole, well, that defeats the purpose of an escape. So just be careful. Um, I mentioned that this hobby is an escape for a lot of people, myself included. Uh, but when you're when the things that you're escaping from also affect your hobby uh, or your method of escape, it gets very tricky. So as I've said before, I'm not a medical professional or a scientist. 
I'm not going to even attempt that kind of breakdown of the coronavirus. Instead, I want to address some of the concerns I've seen recently involving the hobby, such as the options for finishing the NBA season. Um, Will we have new NBA releases? Uh, Are we going to have the national, et cetera, et cetera? And I'm trying to take news and updates from all different places And I want to package them all together for you in one spot. That way everything's not as scattered. So think of it as a here is what we know update. And then after that, I want to close by highlighting some of the more um, inspiring and encouraging hobby related outcomes I've seen that have come from this whole ordeal. Last week, I chatted with Justin about the virtual sports guard convention Um, you know, that was a result of this whole thing. Well, I've seen a lot of other good stuff too lately, so I want to touch on some of that. But um, let's start off with the status of the 2019-2020 NBA season, because the fact of the matter is without basketball, we really wouldn't have basketball cards. Um, Over the course of the last week, there have been several options presented that would allow for the current NBA season to finish up in some way. And of course, Everything changes daily. So I, I, you know, as I was piecing this this together, I know there were a lot of uh, high level NBA people on a conference call. So things might change by the time that I get this out to you. But I'm trying to stay as current as possible. But um, a guy named Mark Berman published an article with the New York Post this week where he talked about um, some of the options, and he said that. Um, quote unquote, NBA executives still cling to hope of arranging a one-site, fanless, 16-team playoff and a five to seven game regular season prelude, according to multiple NBA sources. Now, he also said a single elimination format has been all but ruled out only under consideration as a last resort. Okay, so if we had something like this, where would all of it take place? And that's where the article continues. It says the obvious destination for a one-site event is UNLV in Las Vegas, which has hosted recent summer leagues with all 30 clubs. Hotels are plentiful. One destination reportedly discussed was the Bahamas. According to an NBA source, there's also been internal talks about Orlando, Atlantic City, Hawaii, and Louisville hosting the playoffs. End quote. Um, Now, I would rule out Atlantic City... And that will make more sense in a little bit when I talk about the national. But the point is that they're trying to finish this thing up. And initially they wanted to get to 70 regular season games total. But I think most of the people involved have abandoned that hope. Um, When I hear all of that, my first reaction, you know, maybe this is um, selfish, is excitement. Because I am desperate for basketball. When everything was canceled... Um, I watched the only thing I could find, which was a British Basketball League final game. Um, And after having watched that, I can confirm that's not something I would normally watch. But you know what? I watched it. um, I was entertained. I was happy that it happened. Um, Another thought that I had was that this could also be a great time to try out some of the components of the in-season tournament that they teased earlier in the year. And if it doesn't work, I think people will be flexible and they can adjust as needed. But then we also have to wonder if they're playing games on site somewhere, what happens if a player gets sick? You know, they're going to have to shut the whole thing down and then you have another mess on your hands. 
Who knows? Anyway, I'm hopeful that they can make that happen. Um, according to the article, it said, quote, the best case scenario is looking like a late June, early July startup with the idea of the 2020-2021 season not commencing until Christmas. So then that would also push the draft back. I know scouting has changed dramatically. Um, it's not like players can go work out for teams right now. So even if, if life is back to normal by the end of the calendar year, we have to expect, expect this thing to affect the next season quite a bit as well. All right, so that's the, the sport itself. But let's move on to the card side of things, the cardboard side. How is this whole situation going to impact future basketball card releases? And as you guys know, and I talked about it um, when I talked about new releases at one point, we were getting a new basketball product every week and a half to two weeks. And now if you look at the release calendar on Cardboard Connection, at least I looked at it earlier today, there's not another basketball product listed before Mosaic on April the 22nd. But things are moving quick. And from what I understand, I just read right before I started recording, they've already moved Mosaic Hobby to May 1st, and retail won't come out until May 22nd. Um, I think it's safe to say that this is only the beginning of delays. And we haven't heard a lot necessarily from Panini. I wouldn't say that they're ignoring this whole thing. Um, they are still interacting with people. Um, you know, I, I tried to ask some people specifically on Twitter and didn't get any responses, but uh, Panini has been active on Twitter. They've been giving away products as part of their Cards Over COVID campaign, but we haven't heard much of anything when it comes to product releases. There was a blog that they released on March 23rd, but um, all it said about releases was, still, we remain committed to collectors both on the customer service side as well as in regard to the various products that are currently in the pipeline on their way to the market. So they just said that they're committed to these products, um, but we're left to try and interpret that situation. And I'm not looking to be critical of Panini here. There might not be an update because um, they might not know themselves. I, I know Tracy Hackler was on another show recently, and he confirmed that Panini employees are all working from home right now. They need to look out for the safety of their employees, and that's exactly what they're doing. Um, if it's anything like my current situation, I imagine working from home presents a number of challenges. But anyway, I wanted you to know that's everything I know of that's been publicly stated. Um, there is one listener that I've chatted with some that has a friend whose cousin works at the Panini Warehouse, and he said that they have Mosaic and Court Kings, and they just hasn't haven't shipped yet. Now, normally, and this is I you know I believe this person entirely, but normally I do try and stay away from the friend of a friend style of reporting. But I do think it's worth mentioning in this case. Those products were slated to come out later this month if we go by the calendar. Although, like I said, Mosaic's been moved hobby to May 1st, retail to May 22nd. But it would make sense for them to be printed already. Distribution, though, is a whole different issue. The real big question mark about upcoming releases then revolves around national treasures. Do they have cards back from athletes? Can they get the cards packaged? How are they going to distribute the product when it is ready? But we'll worry about that later. 
Um, the only basketball-related product that I have seen previewed on Panini's Twitter recently is their base set for the National. And on I'm recording this on April 1st. Um, on March 27th, they posted a tweet that said, We'll come together as a hobby in just three months for this year's National in Atlantic City. Here's a sneak peek at Panini's base set. Well, that segues into the next topic that I want to update everyone on. This year's National Sports Collector Convention, which a lot of us refer to as simply the National. And um, for a week or two, things got really quiet on their official social media. But they did give us an update on Sunday night that said, quote, With the start of NSCC 2020, four months from today, we just wanted to take a few moments to address the elephant in the room. There are no plans to cancel or reschedule the event at this time. We will continue to listen to federal and state guidelines before making a decision regarding what steps to take next. Alternative plans are being addressed by show management should the original dates be deemed unsafe for our attendees and exhibitors. Uh, more to come as we get closer to the event. End quote. I want to point out that there is, in fact, another elephant in this room that the update failed to address. And that was that the Atlantic City Convention Center, which is the location of the National, has been chosen as a state site for a field hospital. And some of you might be wondering, what does that mean? So I've seen a little bit of misinformation out there. You know, people think, oh, they're going to be housing the coronavirus victims there. That's not the case at all. The whole purpose of a field hospital, especially in this instance, according to Governor Phil Murphy of New Jersey, is to ease the burden on regular hospitals that are treating coronavirus patients. Um, these field hospitals will bring a combined 1,000 more beds to the state because if you haven't heard, New Jersey has been hit very hard by this pandemic. And um, then that will allow them to take non-coronavirus patients from regular hospitals and put them in the field hospitals, which allows for the regular hospitals to deal with any potential surge in coronavirus patients. Um, the reason why I bring all of that up is, number one, because I think people deserve to know that. Uh, normally, I, I couldn't tell you one single event outside of the National that takes place there, but I understand that some people wouldn't be comfortable being there after it had served as a hospital during these times. Now, I won't make that call for you. You know, I don't, I don't know the time frame and what's safe and how they disinfect and all of that stuff. Um, you know, that's not my area, but um, you've got to figure that out on your own. Now, the second reason that I bring that up is because we don't know how long they're going to need this field hospital. My guess is they're going to let it stay there a while as a precaution so they don't have to keep um, assembling it and tearing it down. And, you know, that last part is just speculation on my part, but it's definitely something to consider. Um, anyway, with the way things are going right now, I, I just can't see this thing happening as planned. Uh, last year's event was said to be the highest attended event in history. I don't think we ever got an official number. I've heard close to 100,000 people, even if it was only half of that. I just can't see the upside to bringing 50,000 people together in such close quarters. And then let's say it's not canceled. Well, what's to say that the businesses at all the surrounding Airbnbs and hotels will be functioning as normal? So there's just a lot of 
uncertainty overall. I personally had planned to attend this year. Last year was my first one. I loved it. Right now, it's completely out of the question for me. I have decided I am not going, um, even if it is happening in July or I, I guess the start of August is when it would be. I'm not going. Um, but once again, you have to weigh the evidence on your own and make the decision that you feel is best for you. All right, so I wanted to share all of that with you. I've had a lot of people asking me what I know about those things. I figure it's easier just to go through everything at once, uh, but I can't leave you on that note. I've seen a lot of really encouraging gestures within the basketball community lately, be it with the sport itself or with cards, and I think that's deserving of some time. Um, Before I highlight a few of those, I want to read a quote from Mr. Rogers of all people. And some of you have probably heard it before. I hope it doesn't sound cliche. I know it usually surfaces whenever something bad happens, but um, I don't want that to take away from the impact of it. You know, whether you've already heard it or not, it's worthwhile advice. And this quote revolves around scary things, disasters, bad times in general. And he said, My mother would say to me, Look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. To this day, especially in times of disaster, I remember my mother's words, and I am always comforted by realizing that there are still so many helpers, so many caring people in this world. Um, Now, I could go on and on about the people that are um, in the medical field and the people that are in the service industry. And, you know, even the, I went to the post office today, the lady that's behind the counter still taking the packages as she always does. Um, you know, those people are um, doing incredible things right now. I could talk a lot about that. Now, remember though, this is a cardboard podcast. So um, I want to highlight the so-called heroes um, that are pertinent to this podcast, right? Pertinent to the, the topic that I'm talking about here. So I look at the NBA community and how the league handles trouble or disaster, and I feel good about being a fan and having you know given them my money in the past, whether it's for league pass or sports cards or merchandise or whatever, um, because once games were canceled, multiple players and owners stepped up and said, look, we're going to help take care of these arena workers and some of the people who are going to be without jobs. Uh, I know I'm probably forgetting someone, but that included guys like Kevin Love and Giannis and Zion and Joel Embiid. And then some of the individuals that tested positive, um, including the um, Celtics' Marcus Smart and ESPN's Doris Burke, they've since been cleared and have committed to donating plasma and trying to further efforts to solve this whole thing. Um, So that's taking a bad situation and, you know, they had to isolate themselves. And now they're trying to take that and make the best of it and help other people out of that. Other people in the NBA community have taken the time to interact with fans. I know Victor Oladipo had a concert on Instagram. Rick Smith's answered questions on Twitter Uh, Some people are getting a little stir-crazy, and and little gestures like this really mean a lot. I think it was last week's episode of the House of Jordans podcast where they talked about how much time 
a lot of us, especially us collectors and, and investors too, how much time we spend consuming live sports. You know, I schedule my week around Pacers games. And it's weird when they aren't there anymore. And guess what? I finished Tiger King in just two nights. So any new content is welcome and much appreciated. Um, some of the other quote-unquote helpers in this whole thing have come on the hobby side. I mentioned Panini earlier. They've done a great job of giving some boxes away for free and encouraging creative content with their cards over COVID hashtag. And then I received three different packages um, with cards this week from different people, all of which were unexpected. You know, these weren't trades. These were just gifts. And um, I want to talk about them real quick. The first one came from Mark who was on this show at one point and talked about his Ron Harper collection a little. He sent me a redeemed Topps MVP promotion card for Jermaine O'Neal. And the fact that we've talked so much about those and we're, we're able to share that interest together made that a very meaningful mail day. Um, it was just nice to receive something from somebody else in a time like this. Um, I also received a box from a collector and listener named Randy, and this was his version of a first off the line box. And I'm a sucker for people that create their own repack products as a joke. Um, that this, I think this was my third one I've received this year. All of them have cracked me up. All of them have been awesome. Um, in fact, I, I kind of prop them up on one of my shelves because they, they make me laugh. And, uh, this one was packed full of Pacer stuff, and then it also had a, a Rip Hamilton card from an obscure set in there called Bazooka Blue. They, I guess they were officially called Fortune that I really enjoy. And uh, if you want to see those um, those cards I just talked about, I posted a video of both of those packages on my YouTube page. Just search Wax Museum Podcast, and it, it should show up. Um, the third package I received came all the way from Australia. So um, if any of you have ever shipped to Australia or shipped from Australia, you know that's a big deal in itself. So thank you just for that. And then I opened it up. I had no clue what was going to be inside. It was a Thad Young 101 Tag Auto. And uh, I was pretty floored by that one as well. You know, all of these packages shocked me. This one shocked me as well. Um, I showed that one off on my Instagram. So some of you have already seen that. I've thanked these people already, but I want to reiterate how much these meant to me. Um, you know, even when we were able to mingle with people or just to go to the store or go about our daily lives, um, and we had that option, getting mail has always been fun to me. You guys are probably in the same boat. I don't want to assume, but you know, the collectors I, I talk to are in the same boat usually. I think we just like opening things, whether it's you know, birthday gifts or boxes or packs. And there's just something about getting a package in the mail. Even if it's something small, it gives us uh, that little dopamine rush. And my wife laughs at me when we're sitting around the house and I can hear, I can hear the mail truck driving around our neighborhood and I kind of perk up when I do. It's just that anticipation aspect. Uh, it's exciting. So... In these times of being cooped up, it's just as meaningful, if not more. It serves as a reminder that we are a connected group. 
and that there are still links that will always bind us together, even when we have to be isolated. Um, you know, there have been a lot of things that we've had to go through lately where we're shutting ourselves in, kind of feel caged up, right? Well, something like something as little as mail from somebody else, it helps to humanize us. And I want to point out, you know, I received those things, but I've also seen several concentrated efforts to encourage stuff like this over the last week on the blowout card forums. One was a thread called Collectors Helping Collectors from my friend Jeff. Some of you know him better as Kukoc ITB. He is the Tony Kukoc guy. And on that thread, multiple people shared some of the different packages that they had received. Uh, and some of them were from Mark. So Mark mailed out a lot of stuff. Kudos to you, uh, both of you, Mark and Jeff. Um, another really encouraging thread that I read was titled, quote, Avoid the Doldrums Right Now, PWE Giving Thread. For those of you that don't know, PWE stands for Plain White Envelope. Um, it's very similar to a pay it forward type thread or a social media post where people will post a team or a player that they collect and anyone that has cards of that subject and wants to give them away can throw them in an envelope with a, a top loader. Well, actually, I'd recommend a card saver or a semi-rigid. Um, but they throw them in one of those and they mail them off. It's fun. It's cheap. It feels good to give. It feels good to receive mail. You know, if you want to participate in that, it's not too late. I just want you to at least know about that. Head over to Blowout and check it out. And then before I close, I'd like to try something similar with Instagram. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. You know, it doesn't hurt to try. Uh, I mentioned a little while ago, I received several packages and it lifted my spirits this week. I want to see other people have this same enjoyment as well. So here's my challenge to you. I've mentioned before that I'm a teacher, so I'm giving you some optional homework for this week. Now, typically when I give optional homework, people don't do it, but this one might be a little bit different. Um, I want you to think of one or two people that you enjoy interacting with on social media. Or maybe there's someone that you enjoy their post and you've never interacted with them. Uh, maybe you could pick one of each. Look at their profiles and see what they collect. See if you have something that you don't mind giving up that you think might fit better in their collection. Ask for their address and send it to them. We mail stuff all the time. This isn't complicated. Um, even those of you that are more investment-minded, this might be something that um, you could get involved in that could be adapted pretty easily. It could be as simple as dropping something in the mail for someone you interact with, just saying, hey, I enjoy our conversations I think you give sound advice. Here's a small token of my appreciation. This is a card I think will go up in value over time. I don't know, something like that. Either way, it doesn't have to be much. The idea here is to get some packages or get some envelopes moving. Times are very frustrating for everyone, but we're all in this together. Take a few moments out of your day to make someone else's day and their collecting journey a little more enjoyable. Help this hobby actually be a healthy distraction when we desperately need it. And some of you might be wondering why I added a hashtag to the title of this episode. It says hashtag WMP Home Delivery. And this isn't a branding thing. Uh, it's not about this podcast. But I wanted something that could be searched for that hadn't been hashtagged before. That way our results then kind of as a 
um, listening family, I guess you could call it for lack of a better term, um, will all be grouped in one spot. And that was kind of the purpose of hashtags in the beginning anyway. Um, but the purpose of, of grouping this hashtag together then will be that you guys can showcase the generosity of your friends and fellow collectors. If you receive any sort of care package in the mail after this episode, um, whether it was inspired by this episode or not, feel free if you want to, and, you know, no pressure, post it up on social media with the hashtag WMP Home Delivery. Um, or if you've received one in the last week or two and haven't shown it off yet, post it up. The more, the better. Um, this type of stuff, I feel like it could be very infectious. Um, I know I started sending more of this type of stuff out when I started receiving stuff. I realized the benefit of it and um, just how much this stuff means to other people as opposed to just sitting on my shelves or whatever. Um you know, I know on a weekly basis, there are hundreds of people that listen to this. If even, you know, 50 of those people decide to piece packages together, um, you know, just two packages, right? That's a hundred pieces of mail. That's a hundred people that get a little momentary reprieve from this whole thing. And I can assure you that goes a long way. Um, also, I promise I will walk the talk here. I sent a few packages out earlier today, right before my governor told me to stay home. Although I, I think we can still send mail out, but um, I hope some of you guys are encouraged to do the same. And let's just see what happens. All right. So there you have it. A little bit different episode today. Um, the main things I wanted to do is I wanted to wrap up some of my thoughts on the coronavirus, at least where we, we currently stand and how it might impact the NBA and collecting in the national. Um, I hope some of you choose to send packages out this week, and I look forward to seeing some of those posts on social media. As always, you guys can find me on Instagram, at Wax Museum Podcast, and Twitter, at Wax Museum PC. In the meantime, if you like the content I'm providing, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Hit up the Podbean site for a link to the merch store, tag Taco Bell and let them know they can pay me in burritos. And until next time, this is the Wax Museum Podcast.